Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our Sunday morning service with our series, I Am Feeling, with evangelist David Diga Hernandez in a message called, I Am Feeling Bitterness. You don't want to miss this one. Listen to it. Enjoy it. God bless you this morning, and a special welcome to those of you watching online. It is a pleasure to be up here and be with you guys. I want to minister a word, but before I do, we're going to pray. I'm ministering this morning, along with the theme that we have going, and I want to talk to you about when you begin to feel offended and bitter, and I'm talking this morning about the root of bitterness. And I think it's something that's a very timely word. I think the enemy is working in this season in a way that we've not seen him work as intensely before, I should say. And that intensification of the assault on the believer is in the mind, it's in the emotions. And there is definitely some spiritual activity going on right now. And we as the people of God need to be praying. We as the people of God need to be focused, and we as the people of God need to be preaching the gospel. We have to stick with the mission, but, but we have to acknowledge at the same time, there is a spiritual war going on, and so I want to talk to you a little bit about that war that sometimes goes on within yourself. So hands lifted, eyes closed, I want you to begin to pray in the spirit all across the room, and you joining us by live stream, I want you to begin to pray right now. Begin to pray that the Lord would begin to work on your heart. That God would begin to challenge you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift every need to you now that's being represented here and online. And Father, we, the people of God, join our faith together, trusting and believing in your word, trusting and believing in who you are. We come, Lord, with hearts full of faith, We come humbled and ready to receive. We pray, Lord, that you would examine us. Examine our hearts. Examine our minds. Examine our motives in this season. And Lord, I pray you would begin to lift people out of that stagnant place. I pray you would begin to cause your people to come out of that place of bitterness, out of that place of offense. We thank you, Father, for the work that you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. Do you want a stool? You're good? Okay. Well, I want you to go right now to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. And for those of you who are wondering, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, unless otherwise indicated. And those of you watching online, I want you to begin to take notes. And one of the things that we're learning right now about the Facebook algorithm is that the more you comment, the higher it goes up on the visibility on the page. So I want you guys commenting. If you have to say amen a hundred times, say it a hundred times. Go ahead and know that for every time you comment, you could be reaching somebody brand new. That's just how the algorithm works. So the more comments we get, the better this stream will do. So I want you even right now, release two or three comments onto that comment section and go ahead and share it and make sure that you're sharing this with your family. Look, you never know which one of your family members are watching. You'd be surprised. You'd be amazed 
at how many people watch things without commenting. I can't tell you how many times I've scrolled past something, and even though I like it, I didn't like it because I didn't want to have to interact with anybody. But you'd be amazed at how many people are watching without commenting, watching without liking, watching without sharing. So when you share it, you may not see it immediately, but someone in your family, maybe someone you've been praying for, might be watching what you share. Maybe somebody you've been conversing with at work about the gospel might be watching what you share. So you never know how you simply sharing this video will impact the life of another individual. It's easier now than ever to share the gospel. If you've ever been someone who said, well, I'm a bit of an introvert, I don't really speak out that much, all you have to do is click that share button right now, right there on Facebook, right there on YouTube even, and just make sure that you're doing that, make sure you're commenting and interacting as we continue. So I want to talk to you about the root of bitterness and what to do when you're feeling offended. But before we can give you the cure, the diagnosis must be made. And so I want to talk to you about what goes on in your heart when you begin to fall into offense and bitterness. And as I said, there is an assault to the enemy right now against the church of God where he is assaulting minds and emotions. I don't know. I may be describing somebody watching. It may be, it may be the reason why you're not even here right now. Because there's been something that's going on inside of you over the past few months where you've kind of come into this lull, this spiritual low place. To where you've not detached from the things of the world, but in fact you become more attached than ever, more distracted than ever. And what's beginning to happen is your heart is becoming a breeding ground for the root of bitterness, for the root of offense, for the things that would keep you from that spiritual place that you need to be. There are men of God watching me right now. You know you should be here this morning. I'm gonna be I'm gonna preach this right now. You know you should be here this morning. And, 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 I, and I'm, I'm not saying this for any other reason than I sense the Holy Spirit. This isn't in my notes, by the way, so I won't, I won't charge you for the bonus. But this is what the Holy Spirit is leading me to say. There are men right now watching that that fire has begun to die in you. And I'm telling you, it's a spiritual assault. It's a spiritual assault against your word. It's a spiritual assault against your commitment. It's a spiritual assault against your responsibility as a man of God. And if you're not careful, your apathy can send your family on a path you don't want it to go. And so even in your homes right now, I'm asking you to be attentive to the word. But I want to talk about this because as I said, and I know I'm emphasizing this point, but it's very, very key that you understand what I'm saying, that, that the enemy has been assaulting hearts and minds. And some of you may have even sensed that attack. And as soon as you got in this atmosphere, you sensed that breaking. I'm telling you what it is. It's spiritual. It's always spiritual. Okay, so let's go now. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse number 15, and I want to read this verse real briefly. It's a short scripture, but it is a key scripture, and it gives us insight into what goes on with bitterness. Look at this. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Now, I want you to notice here that the scripture describes bitterness as a root. And the reason that bitterness is described as a root is because there are many things that manifest once bitterness has taken hold of you. Bitterness comes forth from offense. 
Offense comes forth from unmet expectations. Offense comes when somebody says something and they don't realize how what they said affected you, but it gets into your heart. And when we come to this place of bitterness and offense, the thing we need to note about it is the reality that most people who are walking in offense and bitterness don't even realize they're walking in offense and bitterness. Why? Because they feel justified for their anger. They feel justified in being upset. They want to point to the past. People who are bitter, they live stuck in the past. People who are bitter are wanting people who have offended them, who they feel have wronged them. They want them to pay a price. They want punishment. They want them to to be brought to the place where they understand what they did. And that, my friend, is not what Jesus taught us to do. That is not the path of Christianity. And anytime you see someone, anytime you see someone living in the past, it's because they're not living in what Christ has done for them. And anytime you see someone demanding punishment, demanding it for something that they were offended for, something that God in their heart, I'm assuring you now, it's something that was birthed out of the demonic. I'm exposing some spirits right now. And, and these are the things we need to watch for in our heart. These are the things that we must be aware of because this is how the enemy divides the church. Somebody, I know the old saying is, somebody doesn't shake your hand or they look at you wrong. And as silly as that may sound, that actually becomes something that agitates anger in a soul that is bitter. Little things like that, that were not meant to be anything, little things like that, that otherwise would have seemed um, without harm, Those things are the things that begin to affect us when we find ourselves in this place of bitterness. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.31, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. I want you to notice there that bitterness and anger are tied together. Perhaps you're someone who's got a chip on your shoulder. You're walking around real angry. You ever ever go to those seasons and you're like, why am I so angry? Why am I so mad? And everything everything just agitates you. I'm going to tell you what actually begins to happen when you fall into this trap. Now, I'm going to confess something here. I'm not very good at cooking things. I'm not very good in the kitchen. Uh, my wife has made it my New Year's resolution to learn to uh, to better prepare meals. But I'm just going to be honest with you, and, and please don't laugh at me. I, I, I burned my hand, and don't ask me how, I burned my hand making oatmeal. Okay. Now, I know that you're thinking, how on earth? Look, I managed to do it, okay? And my hand for the next few days was just very sensitive. I, I didn't want to shake everyone. I, I guess I probably offend a lot of people. They're like, oh, hi. I'm like, hi. Good to see you. God bless you. I blamed COVID. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm this disease. And what I noticed is that the little things that I was able to do before without any issue at all, even something as simple as picking up my phone, I wasn't able to do. I'd pick up my phone and my reaction was immediately to pull back because my hand had become very sensitive. My hand had layers that were 
burned away even on a microscopic level. It may not have been a severe burn, but on a microscopic level, I was missing layers. And because I was missing layers, there was a sensitivity. There was some damage done. And because there was some damage done, it was very difficult for me to engage in everyday activity. It was very difficult for me to shake a hand or to pick up a phone or to move something across the room. And that was because of the sensitivity that developed on my hand. When you become bitter, what actually ends up happening is it's born from hurt. You become offended. You become hurt. You become bothered. Something gets into your heart. And then you don't even realize it. But as a means to protect yourself, you become defensive. So that anytime anybody wants to mention anything to you that even sounds like it's personal, anytime anyone wants to bring anything up, what begins to happen is that sensitivity begins to agitate everything around you. And that sensitivity becomes all types of emotional turmoil, including anger, including frustration, including depression, including the sense of isolation. All of these things can be traced back to some type of offense, whether we be offended because of something a fellow brother or sister did or whether we be offended because of something God did not do you know you can be bitter with God you can be bitter with your church you can be bitter with leadership you can be bitter with friends and family and loved ones you can be bitter at an idea of something that didn't happen bitterness gets into the heart in all sorts of ways this is why it's called the root of bitterness so number one bitterness is a root number two bitterness is is partnered with anger. And number three, I want to show you something here. Number three, bitterness pollutes your spiritual life. Now, guys, I don't have the timer up, and and I need that to know all the way to the close, including altar call. James chapter 3, verses 7 through 11 say this. James chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives and or grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. When you live in bitterness, when that root has taken place in your heart, it pollutes your spiritual life. And here's what begins to happen. Bitterness desires to hang on to the offense Because by hanging on to the offense, it's given a sense of power. I want to say that again. Bitterness wants to hang on to the offense because hanging on to the offense gives you a sense of power and control over the situation that hurt you. By hanging on to that bitterness, by hanging on to that hurt, by not letting it go, you at least are given some control over the situation that made you feel vulnerable, hurt, and weak. When someone is coming into a bitter place, they begin to see anything and everything through the lens of that bitterness, and therefore the bitterness becomes agitated. I'm serious when I tell you that bitterness is a root, but it's also a perspective. It's also a lens. 
that even when somebody that you're bitter against does something good for you, your first response is to think, oh, they're being manipulative. Oh, oh they're just doing it because they don't want to deal with my, 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 my response. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't happen just with people. It, it happens with churches. It happens in situations like we're in now. Now, I don't know any of the details of anything going on in most people's lives in this church. I'm hardly here. I still travel even during this time. I know. It's almost like I have faith or something. It's crazy. Um, and, and so, I, I really, I, I don't know. So what I'm talking about is not, I'm not picking on anyone in particular. But I know that in seasons like this, there is bitterness that comes into the heart of people. Because during that isolation, you, get to, you start to get really weird. During the, isol- during the isolation, put that camera on my face. During isolation, we start to get really weird. D- did you hear what I said, guys? During isolation, I'm sorry, I'm not six feet. During isolation, we start to get into this place where, 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 where we just get into what they would call a spiritual funk. Just something just, just has grabbed a hold of you. And when you come to that place, you begin to put on this perspective of offense. You know you're offended. You know you're bitter because everything you see is negative. I'm giving you guys symptoms of bitterness right now because you look through a lens and everything is bitterness. Do you realize that that there are, I can just say this because I know human nature and I've been traveling and it's been an issue with a lot of churches. I go to churches and there are people who are just so deeply offended. I can't believe that pastor closed the church. And then on the other side, there's people who are offended. I can't believe that that pastor left the church open. And then then there are people here at the church. Well, I'm not going there until they stop requiring masks. And then if we didn't have masks, it'd be, well, I'm not going there till they start using some wisdom. And, and, and what begins to happen, guys, is, is that bitterness, we don't even realize it, that all that time in isolation, bitterness has taken root because we've not been maintaining our spiritual lives. And, and when we become isolated... That's when this thing really begins to take hold of our lives. That lens through which you see things, no matter what anyone does. And why do we do that? Why is it that I look through that lens of negativity? It comes back to a defense mechanism. You're trying to protect yourself from ever being hurt again. So you think that if you can call out the negative before it can touch you, you'll be safe. And so you're very defensive. Everything is, is you're, 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 you're cynical. You're watching. You're making sure, well, well what's this guy's motive? He, he was real happy. How do you know he just wasn't happy to see you? Well, I, I don't know. Well, what do they want from me? How do you know they don't just want your friendship? Bitterness sees everything through the negativity, this, this filter. And, and another, I'm just giving you symptoms here of bitterness at this point. Bitterness wants to hang on to the offense. Bitterness doesn't want to believe anything good about the person it's bitter against. I'll leave it there. Let he who has eyes to see, see. Bitterness wants the offender to feel guilty. 
Can I tell you guilt is a strategy of the enemy? And when you work to cause someone to feel guilty, you're doing the job of the devil for him. You know, there's only one who brings up the past. That's the accuser. What begins to happen in, in this place of bitterness is we start now to go back and, and, and we become re-offended at people we've forgiven. Even when things are going good, there's this sense of paranoia, this sense of something might go wrong. It's offense. What people need to realize, and I'm going to give you this truth here. It's not your experience, but how you interpret your experience that most often leads to bitterness. I want to read that to you again. I want you to get this. It's not your experience, but how you interpret your experience that most often leads to bitterness. It usually is a harmless situation. But bitterness can twist any situation to validate itself. Bitterness chokes out your joy, chokes out your peace, chokes out your love, chokes out your gentleness. You become rough and defensive and angry and moody. People don't want to be around you. They feel like they're walking on eggshells around you in the house. It's because something has taken root. Number four, bitterness disrupts your friendships. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 9 says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Number five, bitterness disrupts your relationship with God. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, oh, this is, Lord, help me, help me say this without changing anything. And I need you to receive this without changing anything. Look, look guys, this applies, let me tell you something. What I'm about to read to you, it still applies, guys. It's still the word of God. I'm about to read something to you, and I want you to apply this to everything. Everything in your life. You ready? Mark eleven twenty five. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. You know one thing I just can't wrap my head around, but after studying the Word of God on this issue multiple times. I don't quite understand the dynamics of how all of this works or even why it works this way. But I can tell you this, the forgiveness that's offered to you is directly related to the forgiveness that you offer to others. And when you hold things in your heart, it blocks the flow of God's river of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to reconciliation. Not guilt, not manipulation, forgiveness. Because even sometimes, you know, we, we will go to somebody and we'll say, oh, you know, 
we try to make it like we're forgiving them, right? But this is what we do to them. You know, you really offended me when da 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 And we just list all these things. When you let me burn my hand on oatmeal, right? So like, I go, I go down the list. You offended me, da 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 And then we go, but I forgive you. Manipulation. We're not really trying to offer them our forgiveness. We're trying to make them feel the weight of what they've done. You know, what I think is a better way to go about it, you don't have to go to every leader every time and tell them, you know, I was really bothered with the way you did it. it?" Or to your spouse, you know, what really offended me, and then we pull out our lists. You, you, You know what real forgiveness is? Let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Turn to your neighbor. They're smiling, I promise, even though you can't see. Turn to your neighbor. Tell them, just let it go. I'm going to let you play the Holy Spirit for a second. Just let it go. You don't have to bring it up. You don't have to try to go down the list of offenses. Here's, here's where you went, went off. Here's where you were. No, no, no. What's the biblical way? Just let it go. No, no manipulation. No strings attached. Well, well I, we can't begin the process of reconciliation until they've acknowledged they're wrong. Well, what did Jesus say? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. The biblical way is to forgive them faster than they can apologize. Well, well, I, I, well they have to first acknowledge it. And, and we want, you know, in the place of it, we want them to come groveling. Oh, I'm so sorry for everything. I, you know, that day may never come. That day may never come because when a brother or a sister offends us, when we experience that church hurt, when we experience that church, that, that church hurt from a leader or, or, or from a loved one or from a family member, we, we have this scenario in our heads like that movie we play again and again, the scene where everything is made right and they finally acknowledge what they did. You know, they may not even believe like you believe in that you should have been offended. That day may never come that somebody comes to you and gives you the script you've been waiting to hear. And so long as you're waiting for that dramatic scene to play out in your life, you're going to be walking with this weight on you. I'm talking today about relationships in the church, guys. I'm talking today about Christians with Christians. This, this is more to do than just the world. The, the world, they live how they live. I, I, this is the reality. There are Christians in this room. I'm willing to bet there are Christians in this room who if you looked around the room, you can find someone you're holding something against. Some of you who are interacting a lot, like with lots of comments in the chat. I'm sure that there's someone watching live with you. That there's an offense against. There's, and, and you know how there's, a, you know there's an offense? It's not always this blatant, I hate that individual. I want them to die. It's not, it's not always that dramatic. It just could be like, ah, oh, that, that guy. That girl, they're a little... Well, they have this mm, offense. And you're waiting for that apology. You're waiting for the, that, that moment when everything is made right. That may never come. This is why as believers, we are called to forgive faster than they can apologize. The cure for bitterness is simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Ephesians 4.32, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, 
Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Just as God through Christ has. Can you imagine if God did to us what we did to people? Lord, Lord I'm so sorry. I promise I'll never do it again. Really? You're never going to do it again? Well, we'll see. We'll wait and we'll see. But, but I'm not going to give you that joy of your salvation back till you've proven you deserve that joy of salvation back. The, the Bible says that God separates from his mind our wrongdoing as far as the east is from the west. Christians should be the best forgivers. And not, think about the word forgiveness uh, or, or forbearance, forbearance. All of this has to do with, think about the word foreknowledge. It's before it even happens. The Bible says, watch this now, in Colossians 3.13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is not something that occurs when someone has offended you. Forgiveness is the state of your heart before the, before the event even takes place. Forgiveness is not something that occurs when someone has offended you. Forgiveness is the state of your heart before the offense even takes place. Forbearance, forgiveness, allowance... Many of us know what it feels like to overdraft on the bank account because there was no allowance for that deduction. There's no allowance for the deduction, so it goes into the negative and it spirals from there. And some of you know what that spiral's like. We as believers have that allowance beforehand so that when someone offends, they've taken it from the allowance we've already given them. See, the world says, you offended me, now you're in debt to me. The Christian says, I've been forgiven much. So I am going to forgive you. Forbearance. Forgiveness. Bitterness seeks revenge forgiveness seeks reconciliation bitterness seeks to prove a point forgiveness lets it go bitterness accuses forgiveness covers now It may be large offenses, it may be little offenses, but this is what I sense led by the Spirit to address today. Large offense, little offenses, offenses from 20 years ago, offenses from five minutes ago. doesn't matter. All of it comes under the category of grace. And as believers, we cannot have the retaliation mentality against each other. Against the devil, let's go for it. Let's retaliate against the devil. But against one another, treat others the way Christ has forgiven you. Guys, treat our pastor the way Christ has treated you. So, so I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to be real with you right now. Some of you are not happy with the way we've navigated this situation. 
of COVID-19. You know how I know that? Because at every church I go to, every pastor's told me, and I've not had this conversation with Pastor Omar, but every church I go to, there are people who are offended with their leaders because, well, I didn't agree with, I didn't agree. Well, wait a minute. Haven't we talked about this before? Remember that submission doesn't even begin until there's a disagreement. What happened to loyalty? What happened to discipleship? Some, some of you are, are bothered by the way you handled the situation. You forgot the way they helped your marriage. The way they helped your children. Some of you forgot what it was like before you came to this place. And so I'm speaking this to our church. I'm speaking this to the people watching live all around the world. This is a moment to demonstrate that forgiveness and that grace. Even, even in the midst of, of, because I'm telling you, we've never been so divided. You go on Facebook, there are Christians. Well, well, you know what? If, if you're a part of the problem and I'm unfriending you. Oh my goodness. We're getting into something now. Problem is, everybody thinks on the other side, they're a part of the problem. And, and, and the thing is, we, we, we disagree based on what? The way you handled COVID? The way we handled a sickness? And other things that are heating up around the world. Christians, divided, angry, bitter. I'm going to do a short altar call, so I'm taking more preaching time. I can't lay hands on you anyway. But, but we become so divided so easily, really? Really? This is the body of Christ. Right now, what I sense the enemy doing in this season, all throughout the world, I'll say it again. The enemy is attacking hearts and minds, causing division, and sowing the seeds of bitterness. That's what the enemy is doing right now in the church. And what we need to do is make sure there's not any room any room for this. If there's somebody you got to forgive in this church, do it. And don't go give them that little spiel of, of all the indictments against them. If, if I've offended you or you're offended with me and, and you've been holding something against me, don't even come to me. I forgive you. It's done. Done. But, but there may be someone here you're not on good terms with. Maybe someone watching online that you're not on good terms with. Maybe, maybe you, you, you've become a little weird in this season and you just sense something going on in your heart. You've distanced yourself. That's where the enemy sows bitterness. Some of us need to re-up our commitment. And it's time to do it, church. Now is the time. Get rid of these roots while they're still small. Don't let them grow into these giant, tangling, obstructive weeds. Get rid of that root of bitterness. So hands up, lifted, eyes closed. Father, in the name of Jesus. If this is you, there are some things you got to let go of. There are things you're holding against anybody whether it be the Lord, whether it be the church, whether it be someone in the church, whether it be a family member, we are called to release. We are called to forgive. Period. Period. 
Once we've come to the realization of that truth, we work from there. Forgiveness is not an emotion, it's a choice to treat an individual or an organization or the Lord as if they never hurt us. Now, of course, we don't just go trusting, but reconciliation is different. It's just letting it go. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone here today, and I pray for those watching online. Lord, uproot, uproot, uproot every seed of bitterness, every root, every weed. We release. I want you to say this in the congregation and you in your homes. I want you to say this out loud. Say, Lord, come on, say it out loud. Say, Lord, help me to forgive. Help me to let go. No conditions, no strings attached, total forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.